What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Early Risers podcast. I'm your host, Skylar Deem, and I am an early riser. Now, if you are a first-time listener to the show, I'd just like to welcome you. The show is all about helping you live a more effective life, and it's called the Early Risers podcast because that's what I believe an early riser is. It's someone who wakes up earlier than they have to and uses that time for uninterrupted personal development. So maybe you wake up at 4 a.m. and you have to get to work by 8 a.m. But for those four hours, you kind of just lay around or you spend time on your phone scrolling through social media or you watch TV and you do stuff that doesn't really benefit you. In my eyes, you're not really an early riser. But if you have to get to work on time by 10 and you have to wake up at 9.30 to do that, but you decide to wake up at 9 and for those 30 minutes, you create some sort of a morning routine that pushes you to get better, then you're an early riser. So it's not just about what time you wake up or when you wake up. It's what you do with that time and making sure you're waking up earlier than you have to. So welcome to the show. This is another awesome episode. I'm really, really excited to share with you. And today's special guest is Dr. Chris Zeno. Now, Dr. Chris Zeno is a world-renowned speaker, author, entrepreneur, and hero. After winning Mr. America in 1998 and being a leader in the fitness industry, he found himself defying a deadly disease in his late 20s. Dr. Zeno leveraged his experience to establish one of the largest health and wellness clinics in the world, seeing thousands of patients per week. Teaching mindset and health principles has allowed thousands of people to finally receive results where other health and medical systems failed them in the past. Now an international speaker, author, and mindset expert, Dr. Chris has shared his message of wholeness in mind and body over 4,430 times, shifting doctors and clients alike to continue to make the impact on millions. Now, I really enjoyed this episode with Dr. Zeno. It was great connecting with him. He is... He's, he knows his stuff. He's a really, really motivated guy. Just from speaking to him, you can just tell he has a passion for helping others. He knows what he's speaking about. And in this episode, we talk a little bit about mindset. We talk a little bit about his profession, and we dive into a lot of awesome stuff there. So I really recommend that you come to this episode ready to learn. You keep an open mind. You think about maybe, you know, what am I struggling with in my life right now? And my hopes are that Dr. Zeno's words can help you push through that. So if you have any questions about the show or you want to connect with Dr. Zeno or even if you just want to see any links or anything else that's going on in the Early Risers world, you can check out the episode show notes at earlyrisersmovement.com slash ERM55. And there you're going to see absolutely everything from the show. You're going to see all necessary links and everything else that you need to connect with myself or Dr. Zeno. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. So today's special guest is Dr. Chris Zeno. How are you doing today, Dr. Zeno? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me and thank you everybody who's listening. Uh, please uh, listen to this a couple times. We're going to go over a lot of value and bring you a lot of, uh, a lot of joy and happiness to your life, guaranteed. Definitely. And I'm super, super excited to do so. Um, for the people out there who don't know about you, don't know about your story, do you mind kind of taking a few moments to just speak on you know, a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and a little bit about your story? All right, so uh, my name is Dr. Crisano, and I'm a result of some beautiful experiences that happen in our life. And I'll always use the word experience. You know, a lot of times we think 
tough times or, 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 or situations are against us. But if you respond to it appropriately and learn from it, you look back and realize that it was the greatest teachers and experiences in your life. So for me, you know, I based, I based my life on, on the healthy person. You know, I look good. I felt good. I won Mr. America in 1998. I was a trainer. I trained Xena Warrior Princess uh, uh, cast and Hercules cast in Orlando, Florida. I had a really good um, thing going in my 20s, you know, my early 20s. And then about 26 after I'd married my wife at the time, about six months into our marriage, I started going to the bathroom a lot. And I thought it was just a stomach bug. But later on, I started bleeding every time I went to the bathroom. And with a couple months, I went from about 230 pounds down to 158 pounds. I was diagnosed with an incurable terminal disease called ulcerative colitis. And so this is a disease where immune systems attacking and destroying yourself. I was put on a bunch of harmful medications that caused even more problems than the original problem. And it got to the point where in about another couple months, the only option was to remove my colon. They were going to take out my entire colon. I'd have a colostrum bag the rest of my life. I'd be on $6,000 worth of medication. I would be sterile. They said I was sterile. I'd never be out of children. And they didn't even think I would make it through the surgery because I was on all these immunosuppressants. So it was at that time where my, my mom sent out an email to everybody. She was here. My mom lost. I lost my dad at 21. She already lost two sons, and this is her third son she's losing. And when she sent out this email, you know, the email was like any any desperate mom, you know, pray for my son. And so everybody was, you know, doing their prayers for the surgery. And my one uh, my one teacher from 10th grade in high school was like, I want to see Chris when he comes to town. I I think I know something that'll help him. So when I came into town, I saw Mr. Bauman. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, you need to go see my doctor. He's a practical care chiropractor. It'll change your life. And I thought it was absurd, right? Because I just went to the best doctors in the world for what I'm doing. And I followed everything they told me to do. It wasn't working. And I said, thanks so much. I go, but I tried it all. And so if you're listening right now, you know, I'm going to use my story. I'm going to parallel some principles through the story that you could apply today, such as I told him I tried it all. So sometimes whether it be in your finances, in your, in your relationships, in your business, or in your health, they're the four big areas that we look at in our life. When we're going through a tough time or we're, we're not making the results of the gains we want, we literally get to a point when we say we tried it all. And when you reach that point of you tried it all, you go into apathy, you go into a victimhood and hopelessness and not realizing it. So, And he looks at me and goes, well, you didn't try it all because if you tried it all, you would have had your health. And so if you're listening, you know, understand no matter where you're at right now, you didn't try it all because if you tried it all, you would have had your goal achieved. You know, it, it would have worked out. So always keep hope that there's always another way. So he took me to this doctor. He showed me what's going on. He talked to, him, talked to me about the nervous system, how the spine and nervous system control your organs, right? We know that. Got it. And then when I went back there, I saw pictures of my spine that no one ever took. So I saw a blind spot. And so I realized that even though I ate well and I exercised and I thought it was healthy and I thought I tried it all. There's blind spots. See, the blind spots, it's not the things that you know that destroy those parts of your life. It's the things you don't know. It's always the blind spots. Mm. So that's why it's so important to have a coach, have a mentor, have a, a thought leader, or have someone that is non-biased that could look at your life from the outside in to be able to see things you may not be able to see. And so I saw my problem. For me, it was damaging my lower spine, shutting off the nerve roots to my colon area that was causing the disease process. I chose to fix that. And it wasn't, but here's the thing, it wasn't uh, overnight, you know, within seven months, yes, seven months, uh, my body healed itself from an incurable terminal disease called ulcerative colitis. And then I went through that experience, right? So when I went through that experience, I said, okay, I have an experience in my life 
that I could actually go back to school for, I would have to, to become a doctor of chiropractic because it's the thing that changed my life. Then I could actually take this message to the world and to my community to help other people in, in their health conditions get well and change their life. And having, having not just a job, so important. Like So from the experiences you may have in your life, with those experiences, they create a story, a real true story, almost like a hero's journey. And with that story, that becomes... Uh, in better words, that becomes your sales page. That becomes your keynote. That becomes that becomes the communicative uh, vehicle that you deliver your product, your services, idea for the exchange of value. And so, in 2005, we opened up our office in Houston, Texas, and we became the largest clinic in the history of my profession, seeing over 2,800 people a week, and that's 28x uh, the average office. So we saw 28 times an, an average office, and it really was all done by you know, sharing my experience and my story. And then when people hear you, they, when people hear your story, they see that you're a real person. They see that you went through a journey of your own and came out on the other side. It gives them hope once again, no matter what business you're in. And that person looks at you and says, that's the person I want to help lead my dot, 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 to lead my health, to lead my whatever business you're in, to lead my relationship, whatever that is. And that really became the, the, the all eggs in one basket thing I did, and it continues to be so even today. Mm. And and there is honestly like so much in that that I want to touch on. Like it, that's a super super powerful story. And thank you for for being open about it and sharing. Sure, man. Um. So so my thing is like when you get in that position where you know you you have these difficulties where you're faced with these things, just like you kind of said, you have two choices, right? You can get to that point where you think you've tried everything and you can give up or you can kind of you know you can push through it and keep going. And basically, like from all the interviews I've done, from all the people I've studied and just hearing everyone's stories, it seems like those moments where you're at those low lows, those are the the exact moments where your entire life changes for the better. And like, you may not realize it in that moment when you're going through it, like, especially with what you were experiencing. Um, and I do want to touch a little more on your story because there's some stuff there that is definitely, uh, it's, it's something I want to dive into. Um, but yeah, in general, like those are the moments when you look back and you see how far you've come in your life. They're the ones that have been the most important. No, a million percent. It's, and, and it's, you don't have to be, you don't even have to be positive or grateful in the moment. So everybody's like, oh, you got to be grateful. You know, this is going to turn into something. Well, that's easy for someone outside of your situation to say, you know. Mm -hmm. But I tell people it's not about being grateful because when you're grateful, you're comparing yourself. Meaning that like like Thanksgiving, we're grateful that we have food on the table. Why? Because there's people that don't have food on the table. I'm grateful I have my health. Well, why? Because there's people out there that don't have their health. So grateful has a component of comparison. But appreciation – there's no comparison. Appreciation is, you know what? I'm just, I'm so appreciative that I'm just talking to you right now that I, I, that I have the ability to do so. Like, you know, so even when things are not positive in your life, you could still appreciate them because when things aren't positive in your life, there's very little gratefulness and you can't force it. You can't say I'm great. You can't use an affirmation like it's a spell, a magic spell. Affirmations work when you feel that way. So if I'm saying, Hey, things are great. And I feel like crap. I'm lying, right? So, but I could be appreciative. I could be like, "Hey, I'm still alive." You know, "Hey, I have people around me." You, still, you could you could appreciate even when things aren't positive, and that really becomes kind of an anchor to get you through what you're going through. If you're going through a, a time that you don't want to be at, mm. man, that's that's awesome. And you know, when it when it comes to that too, like, I feel like 
especially what you're speaking on and most of the things that most people are talking about, it, it like all comes down to a mental game. Like just this, we're on this planet, like we're in this physical body, but our thoughts are really what create us and what turn us into the person that we want to be. Um, but on the same end of that, you know, our thoughts can really play tricks on us sometimes. Like we can find ourselves in these negative thought spirals. And in kind of hearing more about your story and hearing something you shared um, on another platform, I think it was another podcast or something, you talked about kind of the thought process that you went through when you started, you know, having to go to the bathroom a little more, seeing blood, um, all that kind of stuff. Can you speak on like what those thoughts were, kind of that thought process and really how it affected your life at that time? Well, yeah, it was a downward spiral. You couldn't, you couldn't have said it any better. See. A lot of times we're seeing something, we're seeing things as what is, right? So for me, I was seeing blood in the toilet bowl every single time, reminding me every single day, yep, you still got this problem, right? So we're reminded by looking at the facts on a daily basis, and it's tough to see the reality and the facts and what's real in front of you to keep this positive future, um, you know, outlook on what's going what's gonna to happen. You know, it, it's tough to do so. And that's why when you see it, it's okay to succumb to the negative feelings and being scared and being worried. I get it. But sometimes, you know, you got to do what I call the Houdini effect. It's the Houdini effect, you know, Harry Houdini, a magician, his, he based his whole career before he died off, you know, finding a way there, where there was no way or doing something where you would see the setup of the illusion. And then you'd be like, well, there's no possible way. And he would make a way, right? So the same thing in life, it's when you, when you're backed in a corner, some really good stuff happens. You know, what I mean is like, what do I mean by that? Like when you're back to the corner, you don't like it because you have no other exit strategy. There's only one way to go and that's forward, right? You're back to the corner. And sometimes when we're put in that situation, all of a sudden this resilience, this resourcefulness, this imagination, so to speak, kicks in where you start seeing ways to save yourself. You know, you start seeing ways to and options and you're starting to think of ideas or, or, or scrape for ideas, anything that's going to get you out of that corner because it's a matter of your survival. You know, one of the basic things as human beings, it's not love and all these other things. It's survival. Like we know that why do we want to make money? Cause it enhances our survival. Why do we want to be healthy? It enhances our survival. Why do we want to be happy? It enhances our survival. So we're looking for survival, but that instinct doesn't kick in unless your survival is threatened. And so for me, it was my health. It was threatened. So all of a sudden, you're willing to do whatever it takes, put in as much energy as you need to, spend as much or borrow as much as need to, to get a desired result because you're doing whatever it takes to go from, uh, you know, or to continue down the path of, of definitely a place you definitely don't want to be. So when you're going through a tough time, you realize in that time, here's the blessing, you know what you don't want. How about that? So at least the time you're going through, if it's not good, you, you're clarifying in your life, I don't want this. I don't like this. So that's good. But at the same time, you also are clarifying what you do want. So we focus on what we don't want. So I could be like, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be sick. I get it. So we know what you don't want. But on these, on this other side of the coin, because you can't separate the two, on the other side of the coin should provide more clarity of what you do want. So when I lost my health, I knew I didn't want to be sick. So then I had to think, well, what do I do want? Well, I really know I want to be healthy. So I appreciated health more. You know, I appreciate other things. So if you're going through a bad relationship, like I don't like this, the, I didn't like these type qualities. Or I didn't like how this went. I didn't like this situation in this relationship. So instead of focus on, yeah, understand what you don't want, 
But then when you know what you don't want or you didn't like, then what's the opposite of that? What you do like? Okay, so I like someone who treats me with respect. I like someone who's trustworthy, you know, whatever those things. So from any tough situation you're in, automatically gives you not just what you don't want, but it automatically provides to you clarity of what you do want. And when you have clarity of what you do want, then you have something to focus on. And let me tell you, clarity and decisive, a definitive purpose and decisiveness really make your goals come a lot quicker because a lot of times we have a goal where we're kind of indecisive. We don't, it's not really clear. So this is why these experiences in your life, they're serving to help clarify what you want. And sometimes you may not know what you want unless you experience something that you didn't want. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And it, it goes back to that old quote, like where your focus goes, your energy flows. And if you have that desire, you're ultimately going to reach that end point, which is, you know, something you did. And it's something I want to speak about in terms of chiropractic. Um, so for most people, you know, what I've experienced is when they hear chiropractic, they're either on, you know, they, they have a pretty polar opinion. It's either they think it's amazing, and it's changed their life, or they kind of think it's, you know, it's some woo-woo, doesn't really work. A lot of people hype it up just to make money, scam artist type thing. Um, but, you know, from my own experience, it's some, definitely something that's helpful. But for the people who aren't too familiar with chiropractic or maybe who have like that negative point of view, do you mind speaking a little bit on, you know, what it is, what its purpose is and why it is something that is extremely helpful? No, absolutely. You know, most of us think health is how we look or how we feel, right? So if I look good or if I feel good, I'm healthy. But then when you look at the top killers, heart disease and cancer, the top disease killers, why? Because you don't feel them. You don't feel cancer growing in your body, correct? No, you don't feel heart disease till when? The heart attack. So would five to six people in our country dying of heart disease and cancer, do more people die of things that they feel or don't feel? Stuff they don't mm -hmm. feel, right? So if we do what everybody else has been doing, then we're going to have the same results. Also, the number one cause of death is masking symptoms. So if I give you a drug or if I give you a pill to cover the symptom, is the problem still there? Of course. It's like taking the batteries of the fire alarm. So most doctors have never told their patients what health is, where it comes from, and how to be able to take control and maintain it. And that's why people are sick, suffering, dying. That's why I was sick, suffering, dying, because everybody was just trying to cover symptoms with harmful medications. So what chiropractic is about, let's not even talk about chiropractic. Let's just talk about the law of life. Just like gravity is a law, right? Gravity works everywhere in the world. Well, your brain controls every part of your body. There's not one person walking where the brain's not the main control center, right? If I cut your head off, you're going to die. We know that. If I cut a nerve or your spinal cord in any way, that area, that nerve, wherever it goes to, that area dies. It's a fact. Like So it, what I mean by a law, it's like it's never going to change. I, I took my son to an exhibit and we saw dinosaurs. And guess how dinosaurs worked? Their brain controlled their body, their massive bodies play, through a nervous system. That's the way it's 70, whatever. You put the time on it. 70 million years old, whatever you want to call it. The nervous system is how we vertebrates, so to speak, live. So the brain has to send messages through your brainstem, your spinal cord, or nerves. It goes to every single part of your body. So if there's any interference in the nervous system, what's going to happen is that that area is going to shut down. You know, it's going to start dying. It's going to, it's not going to get all the life from the brain. So what's, what's in the brain? The messages in your brain are the same messages that created you. Meaning that if we started at two cells, we became 70 trillion cells in nine months in our mother's body, in our mother's uterus. And we all have to agree, and it's not even a religious statement, we all agree that it wasn't by chance. There was some type of intelligence that said, hey, 
these group of cells, you're going to be the eye. Hey, you guys over here, you're going to come together and be the liver, or you guys, you'll be the heart. And we're all good. And they were all coming together at a specific time in this beautiful symphony. And that's why we call it the miracle of life. And so when we're born, where did all that wisdom intelligence go? I know where it went. It's in your brain and everybody realizes it, but we've been distracted. We've been distracted that we were weak, that, that when we were born, we need all this help. Not knowing that this amazing miracle of life is, is so perfect and perfection doesn't need any help. So that same wisdom or innate intelligence, whatever you want to call it, resides in the brain. And that's the, that's the life and that's the intelligence that creates and controls every part of your body. And most of your body, you don't even have to think about. It. It's all autonomic, right? You don't think about breathing or a heart beating or you're digesting food. So this thing's going on 24-7. So your brain and your, and your spinal cord is your lifeline from the day you're conceived to the day you take your last breath. So where's chiropractic come into play? There is one area that could actually interfere with the messages from the brain to fully get out to every part of your body because 100% function equals 100% health and that's your spine. So if your spine is damaged, twisted, rotting, or shift in any way, shape, or form, and it starts to irritate the spinal cord or any of the nerve roots going out to organs, muscles, and tissues, and systems, if there's any irritation, just think of it as like a dimmer switch. So it's going to shut down. It's going to irritate. It's going to decrease the intelligence and function going out to the organ cells and tissues. And so if something's not functioning correctly, then it's called a disease process. That's what disease is, less than optimal function. So if there's any of these damage or misalignments of the spine, in those areas, a chiropractor, that's just the name for it, it just, but just look at the principle. If there's any damage in the spine and it's that, that pressure is irritating that nerve, it's going to cause a disease process. When that organ doesn't function correctly, then it's in the environment to create symptoms. A symptom is a symptom really isn't anything. It's the lack of something. Everybody think I have this symptom or that symptom and you're naming it, but a symptom isn't a thing. It's a lack of a thing. It's a lack of health. So when my heart's not functioning correctly, or in my case, when my digestive system wasn't functioning optimally, it's in the environment. And when it didn't work correctly, it would also, for me, it was ulcers in my colon. For someone else, it's constipation. For someone else, it's colon cancer. For someone else, it's I, IBS or, or uh, you know, diverticulitis, whatever the, the thing is, that is all an end result, a fruit of something not functioning correctly. So if the spine is irritating or damaging or causing interference, a chiropractor is trained to remove or adjust the spine in that specific area, not manipulate it, to remove the interference. So when you remove the interference or if you take pressure away from the nervous system, allowing life to flow and intelligence and function to flow back to that tissue, is it going to get sicker or healthier? It's going to get healthier. It's going to get healthier. Yeah. Absolutely. And because it's like gravity, it works all the time. It's not like you cannot – Number one, you can't walk around with damage in your spine not knowing it. Even if you like, that's the thing. Like because I didn't know there was damage in my spine, it the disease process didn't care. Like disease does not care. It's not emotional. It doesn't care if you know it or not. It's a process that's destroying your life. And if you're able to find the blind spot and correct the interference, then the body returns to normal. So if, if health wise, most people when they have conditions, I tell them there's good news and bad news. Here's here's the bad news. This stuff's happened to you. Here's the good news. You developed it. So in our life, if we developed something, whether it be health, finances, whatever, if we developed a situation in our life, that means we weren't born with it and it could be undeveloped once we find the cause of the problem. So really the difference with chiropractic and medicine is medicine is outside an approach. There's a symptom. They focus on the symptom, the fruit, not the underlying cause, and they're going to mask it with medications. The principle of chiropractic is... The brain and nervous system control everything as long as there's optimal flow there. 
Everything works the way they're created to be. So we're looking for anything interfering with it. So when you remove the interference, then it gives the body the environment and the ability to heal itself from the inside out. So this is why those two philosophies oppose each other. And the reason why people might have had bad experiences is because what I just told you in 10 minutes, a chiropractor, because they are needy, because they were trained incorrectly, because they want to just run the insurance game, they don't need or they feel they don't need to take the time to educate their patients. They could just say, hey, I'll just take insurance. So, uh, you know, people will hopefully not have to ask me why I'm doing this. They just want to feel better. So uh, most chiropractors do a disservice to people by not taking the time to educate and teach them what health really is. And once you understand what health really is and where it comes through, co- comes from, it makes absolute 100% sense. You know, the, the Dental Association did a great job of doing that for, spa, for, for uh, oral hygiene. And just chiropractors, I'm telling you, it's all because of the insurance companies and thinking that you could get things for free and not having to be on their A game. You know, you have a, just like you have good, you have good and bad of everything in every situation. So if you did have a bad experience, I totally get it. I did too. I was in high school playing football and baseball and this chiropractor taped my ankles and stretched my hamstrings and he never told me what I just told you. Mm. And here I am, 14, 15 years old. There was damage in my spine. He never had the balls to tell me, hey let me look at your spine. Let me take an x-ray of your spine. So here I had exposure to chiropractor who understood what I, about the nervous system. And it took someone, it it took me to have a life-threatening disease, terminal disease to meet a a doc at 26 years of age who showed me damage that could have been prevented, avoided, or corrected in my teenage years. But again, that doctor I knew when I was younger didn't have the balls to tell me, or he didn't have the care to tell me. So it really comes down to uh, you know, it's there's an art to chiropractic, and that you just got to find the one that makes sense to you. Just like when I talk to you right now, it's very logical, makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. And then if you feel and, and trust innately that person, then like a lot of my patients, they say, this is the person I want to help lead my health and my family's health. So that's chiropractic all wrapped up. That's the original term of it. It's not putting electrical stim on you. It's not putting a vibrating thing on you. It's not putting you in this traction chair. It's listen, if there's anything interfering with the, the brain brain's ability to send messages to any part of your body that will create a disease process. And we're going to try to remove all the interference, whether it be physical in your spine, trauma, you know, which which comes from trauma or toxins today. Like there's toxins in food, toxins in medication, anything that interferes with the nervous system will always directly affect your health. Mm. And that's a concept I've honestly heard a lot, like this idea that we are perfect in our own way. And instead of, you know, we we experience these health issues, things kind of interrupt our ability to stay healthy. Um, and yeah, I, I thank you for sharing that. But my, my question is like, what kind of things can interfere with the spinal cord and interfere with your health? Because, um, you know, it's, it's something that interference happens, and then uh, you're in trouble. So like, what things can you experience that can cause this interference? A lot of times, you know, it's not as much macro trauma. So macro, let's look at it that way. Macro could be sports, injuries, car accidents, you know, big falls, stuff like that. Even birth process. That is a macro trauma. If you were a C-section baby or they were pulled out with forceps, just think. I mean, on a little baby pulling or ripping out um, out of your mother's womb, that's trauma. But the big one is micro trauma. We don't realize. Just like, just like cancer is a slow, slow process. Same with heart disease. Those two diseases take the, it takes they take decades. Mm-hmm. They take decades to kill you, uh, but you don't feel it. It's slowly over time. So the micro trauma is even more effective. So the micro trauma could be, let's say you slipped, fell, 
and there's a little misalignment in your spine. No big deal in the moment, but now under gravity and with repetition and leaving it there and not knowing it's there, this problem compounds and starts shifting and shifting and shifting and then starts compounding over time and getting worse and worse. And then the microtrauma. So today, especially with technology, you know, I see kids looking, I see kids with their chin to their chest, looking at phones, you know, you know, hurting their neck over time. It doesn't feel hurt in the moment, but do that like every day for hours a day, times years. This is the stuff that happens. Kids wearing heavy backpacks. Uh, why? Because they, they're taking lockers away due to drugs and weapons or, or trying to fear that, right? So then you have kids doing that. Then you have uh, the medications today. Medications also interfere with that 100% because the medication does that. It interferes with the function of your body. So it's really just, it's lack of knowing. It'd just be like saying, you know, back in the day, people had no freaking teeth because they didn't know how to take care of it. Or, or if you see a 1930s car, you guys ever see like an old 1930, 1930 automobile, like a classic car? And you're like, wow, that's beautiful. It's so old, but it, like it's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, where are the rest of the cars? They're disintegrated somewhere because they were not taken care of. So the, the, the main reason why there's damage to the spine is A, trauma, microtrauma. B, we never, we never told we could take care of it. Just like our teeth. So if we never, if we didn't know how to take care of a teeth, it'd be rotted. Well, the same thing with the spine. So it just, we live under life. We live under gravity. We live under conditions. You know, we drive cars that weigh a few tons and bump into each other. Like we have conditions in life that cause these things. And like, uh, I remember the doctor told me when I saw the damage in my lower spine, I'm like, how to get there. And he told me, he goes, it doesn't matter how it got there. What's the better question I ask? I'm like, how do I fix it? So it's about getting actually seeing it, getting it checked out, and if there is anything there, taking the proper things you need to do to correct it. Mm. Is there any kind of self correction you can do at home, or is this something that chiropractors are really the the best option for? So you could definitely do spinal rehab at home for sure, like spinal you know spinal hygiene at home. Once we get things moving, but there's if there's actually specific segments of the spine that are that are fixated or damaged or deteriorating or shifted out of place you know the chiropractor just specifically a true one adjust those let's say those two three segments in the right angle in the right vector to keep that joint moving to move it back into place with time and repetition and then your spinal hygiene will help hold that as long as possible right so it takes time and repetition to retrain the body but definitely spinal hygiene what spinal hygiene does it's going to counteract what we're doing on a daily basis. So I'm at the computer now, I'm hunched over, or when I'm adjusting patients, I'm bent over a table all day long, hundreds of times a day. So spinal hygiene helps counteract that, what we're doing on a daily basis, right? So I think it's almost like, you know, with the dentist, like, you know, you brush your teeth every day, that's your, that's your dental hygiene. But there's sometimes you need to get that thing checked out. A dentist might have to do a little bit more intensive work. Maybe there's a cavity, maybe there's uh, your, your teeth are out of line. They need to be corrected. Maybe it's something, there's a root canal that needs to be pulled, whatever it is. Like there's some, there's, there's those cases where you need the major work done and then you do your part at home to, to maintain it. Mm. I like that, uh, that comparison a lot this and, you know, going to the dentist and take care of your teeth. Um, so like what would be the brushing your teeth version of taking care of your spine? Well, brushing your teeth version, what I do is when I take pictures of my patients, you know, there's, you know, everybody's spine, there's it's like a blueprint. I'm looking at your blueprint. So that shoulder's higher, that ear is higher, your spine shifted this way to the left or the right, you know, and your hips are rotated forward or backwards. So from the x-rays, I got a blueprint, I could then prescribe an at-home rehab uh, hygiene program for them. So some of them might do body weighting, some of them might do uh, some hip 
hip uh, flexion and extension or extension for the neck. I might give them spinal molding at home where they lay over in bed. So all determining or de it's all determined from their x-ray because, you know, your x-ray is your blueprint for me and I'm able to do that. So that's why sometimes it's really tough to do a generic spinal hygiene type program because it may not apply to everybody or certain things may apply to one person and definitely don't apply to another person because they need a, a series of other things. So that's why, again, that's why you want to go in with knowledge and not just uh, grossly doing it. You know, it's be like me going to the store. You ever go to like a, a vitamin store, right? Mm -hmm. And there's literally thousands of vitamins, all the bees, all the herbs, all this stuff. Like that. But the thing is, it, and isn't it correct that every vitamin, they state what it's good for, mm -hmm. right? Oh, it promotes this, it promotes that. So when you go, when you read everything, what do you want to be like? Well, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want better eyesight, vitamin A. Oh, I want this, vitamin D. Right? So it's like you would, you could sit there and be like, well, how about if I just take them all? Because I want all the benefits. Mm. But your body might be deficient in only a couple things. So imagine if you're taking something that you don't need to take or you're not taking something that you are deficient in. So that's why like when I look at supplements, it's so easy to be like, wow, I'll take them all because they all have something that I would want to do because I'm, I'm a driver. I want high performance. But you realize that that doesn't work that way. You got to see, well, what does the body need? Because if, if you're giving the body an overabundance of what it doesn't need, then it causes even further issues. And this is why there's a lot of people who feel they're super healthy, but they're still having problems. You'll hear them say, well, I do everything right. I eat correctly because they feel they're doing everything right. But they don't realize that if you're giving the body something it, it's already good at or, or, or it's, it's competent in, you know, more of that doesn't make things better. It actually creates another problem. So that's why you want to, whether it be your spine, whether it be blood work for your nutrition, your health, you want to get your blueprint. You're, like you just said, we're all perfect in our own, our own way. But you, so because of that, you need to see your own blueprint and from your own blueprint, then you can make the, the, the necessary changes. And then here's the thing, on top of that, in a couple months or years, guess what happens? Your body changes, right? So it, may, it might not need certain things anymore that it needed and maybe it might need something else. So this is why you always want to look at, like you said, look at, it's all personally, it all has to be personally customized and developed because we're so different. We are so different. Each, I, each and every single person has so many different variables uh, to be able to get where they need to be. Mm -hmm. So just curious, like for your recovery, um, you said it was around seven months with yeah. chiropractic. Was that yeah. kind of like, you know, for the first few months, you didn't really see much of a change and then everything shifted or, or was there kind of like slow progress? No, man, what was tough? Well, what was tough for me is as an individual, whether it be your finances, your relationship, your business or your health, we're the last ones to see the improvement, right? Right, mm -hmm. because we're so into it, we're so we're so we're we're in the frame, so we don't get to see uh, the improvements. So you know, for me, I'm seeing blood every single day, so I'm seeing what I don't want to see. But there's these other things that are healing. The uh, we're correcting the problem. It's taking time. Every process takes time. Mm -hmm. And then for me, you know, it was three months later, I'm off half the drugs. So that's cool, right? It's so, okay. But to me, I'm still seeing blood, right? I'm still nervous, right? Oh, no, it's not where I'm going to be. But my, my, the people around me are seeing improvements. They're seeing me gain weight. They see I, I'm more, I, I have more clarity. You know, I'm not as depressed. Right? Like they see the things, but I don't. And then five months, I'm both off all the medications. So now I'm going, just to let you know, I'm going three times a week uh, for the first three months. And so, you know, I'm getting a little nervous. And after three months, I was supposed to get down to once a week, but I wasn't really where I wanted to be. So I kept on going three times a week. 
So I had a, I just let you know, I had a 20 degree curvature in my spine and it should be zero. So 20 degrees is huge. It's like a big hook. And uh, five months later, I'm off all the drugs. And then, uh, and that, but at that point at five months, I had my momentum. I think, I think that's a tough part in the beginning, you know, people call it faith, but trust the process. Cause in the beginning, you're not going to see the results you want to see right away. We, everybody understands that, but that doesn't prevent you from getting nervous. And we're always afraid that we made the wrong decision, right? That's a big thing in our life. The toughest thing in life is to make a decision because you're worried, well, what if I made the other decision? Would that have been the right decision? But you know, but when you get to the point when you start to see momentum, then you know that you made the right decision. Faith is no longer needed because mm-hmm. now you're in the, in the act of knowing, oh, I know I made the right decision. I know what's working. So I don't need faith anymore. So always in the beginning, that's always the tough part for people. Most people quit because if I said, imagine if I said, hey, I'm going to give this three weeks. Like, where the hell did I get that number from? Three weeks. Like a lot of times we put, I'm going to give this so much time and then I'll make my decision. It's like, but when you, when you're fighting for your life, it's like, I'm going to do this as long as it takes until I get better. Like, like uh, Jim Rohn used to say, well, how many books are you going to read? As many as it takes. Um, how many people are going to talk to? As many as, as many as I have to talk to. So it's like you do it until you get your result. So let me tell you, if I said three months and I'm out of here, I would have left. But then at five months, you know, there we go. Then I got my momentum at seven months, all the blood stopped. And then I've been maintaining that ever since, even getting adjusted uh, still today, 15, 16 years later, twice, two to three times a week because of my profession, what I do bending over and being very physical and working out, you know, it's something I'll do for the rest of my life because it's not about just correcting a problem. Then you want to maintain it just like anything else, you know, you maintain after that. And mm-hmm. so it was a series of adjustments Then I did my home. For me, I had a spinal molding. I laid over in bed. I... You know, I had certain isometric exercise I had to do. I had, uh, you know, it just, it was a series of things that were dictated towards what was going in my spine. And over time, the spine was able to get corrected, like braces, correct teeth. That was the different technique that I went to and that I used myself today. It's, here's an x-ray, there's the spine. A couple months later, here's another picture. And we could actually see those areas that were a 20 degree curve. Now it's a, you know, an 11, right? So it's something where we could have objective measurements Versus just uh, subjective. Subjective is like, hey, I feel great. Well, that's awesome. But you could feel great and the problem's still there. So I want to make sure that objectively the problem is correcting. So you have the confidence that, hey, you are getting better and you could see it. I want to be able to point to something factual and say, yes, that is improving. Mm, I love it. So for the people interested in finding you, Dr. Zeno, where can they do so? Well, the best thing to do online is, you know, I started the I Am Hero Project. So this is kind of a graduation of what I did beyond the health field, because my goal is really to maximize people's potential of their life in every area that, in every area it is. Because when you have your health, then you can do anything. You know, the person without their health has one wish, the person with their health, they have a thousand wishes, right? So when I graduated after that, plus, you know, graduated out of, what I say, out of one act, my act two or three, into act four, I created the I Am Hero Project. And that's where self, uh, self-help and personal development where, where it's outdated, illogical, and fails people, this is something where it's really giving the person permission to become the hero they always created to be. Because we're all heroes. And what a hero is, is a person who is admired or idealized for courage, contribution, outrageous achievement, and, and nobility. And I think deep down inside, we all love that. We want that. And we're in a society today that does not appreciate that. You know, everybody, you know, it's, it's, there's, no, there's no reward for that. So we need to find and become heroic in everything we do in our life. So it's given ourselves permission. It's, be, you know, it's getting to a level where 
we could truly resurrect what was always inside us when we were a kid. You know, when we were a kid, we had all the amazing qualities, right? When we were kids, we were, we had imagination, we were creative, we were playful, we were forgiving, we were relentless, we were obsessive, we were pride, we had pride, we had ego, we were loving, you know, we, you know, we lived in present time all the time. It didn't, we didn't think of past or future. It was always now. And we questioned limitation. And our number one question was why? We were always looking for our truth. And through teachers and preachers and dogmas and society, you know, we actually, you know, we're, we're, we conformed and fit in. We put on this phony suit. We lived out other people's values for our lives and uh, putting on this false suit or secret identity. And to the point where we never really found our truth anymore. And we were living out what everybody else wanted us to do. And we have this feeling on the inside that there's something more, there's something bigger, there's something better that you're created for more. And you realize you're grieving your potential. And when you realize you're grieving your potential, then you got to start your own journey of finding your own truth. So that's why I created the I'm Here Project. It's helping thousands of people around the world. I've been traveling around the world speaking on it. So the best place you could do is just go to imhero.com forward slash register and I have an amazing masterclass for you guys, my gift to you. Or, and then also you could go to IamHero.com forward slash secrets, secret. And that's, that's something I put together for you guys, a free gift called the Hero Secret Sauce, where we go over five main characteristics of all champions and winners that you could apply today and start winning and having change and reaching your goals in every, every area of your life. And that's, uh, you could, so either IamHero.com forward slash register or IamHero.com forward slash secrets. And that'll be my gifts to you. And then the other place is like where you found me. Go to Instagram at, at Dr. Zeno, YouTube at Dr. Zeno. We have some cool shows there or Facebook. But maybe mainly Instagram, I put out content daily. I answer all my messages. I answer all the comments you give. And I make sure that, you know, you know time is never replaceable. I get it. And that's why I appreciate you and everybody listening because, you know, you'll never get this time back. So I want to make sure that time is so more precious than money or anything else that the time you do spend with me or any content you do see of mine, I go into that saying, how can I give this person value where they realize that their time was not wasted, that the time they invested in, in my content or listening to this interview, it made them a better person in any way, shape or form. And so that's always my intention. So I'll make sure that anything I do is going to make sure that your life is better in any way, shape or form. Awesome. And then um, before we head out, I just have two little short little segments. Yes. Um, one is called My Current Obsession. And I'm just curious, is there something right now in your own life that you are currently obsessed with? Um, could be person, place, thing, car, color, really anything that you can think of. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with resurrecting heroes out of the complacency of their secret identity. So you and everybody else could live heroic life once again by expressing and experiencing true love and appreciation now in every area of their life. That's what I'm obsessed about. And I want to take that message to the world. I, I want to you know, accumulate hundreds of millions of dollars because that creates the contribution, the collateral, the experience, the potential to be able to help more people. And knowing that like, you need that as power to get the message out. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I think about that all the time. Awesome. And then you may have touched on this already, but is there a final message you'd want to give to the listeners? I believe all of you were born with seeds of greatness and you're capable of doing heroic things. So whether it be me almost dying of a, of a disease and overcoming it to then, you know, find a, a profession that I never, ever would have went in to help hundreds of thousands of people or whether you be, you know, uh, you know, reconnecting to a relationship with your, with your kids 
or or having just just you know bringing something to your workplace that that makes that entire place better you know we all are capable of doing amazing heroic things we we've all been given that fair chance and no one's no one's been given an unfair chance and we know we how many people we see born handicapped and they're speakers all around the world because of their handicap so you would never trade places with them right so just understand that we we are all given a fair advantage and we just need to embrace it and and not believe the lies and not compare yourself to others either. That's another thing to ask. Like that's tough with Instagram and social media. You go on there. Like I don't know many people that after they're done scrolling, they feel really good about themselves, <laughs> right? So the thing is, understand if you start to covet envy or become, you never know what that person on the other end is going through or what the real story is. So that's why just focus on being the ultimate version of you, which is I call the hero. All that matters in life is you. I think one of your purpose in life is to be the true authentic version of yourself. And if you're not the true authentic version of yourself, you're going to live in the in the comfort and the complacency of your secret identity, and that will torment you forever. So you have two options. You either choose to live in that torment or you could choose to become the full version of your genius. And I think everybody in there, there's always that cry inside of you that's wanting that to happen. And you need to start taking the steps and embracing the unknowns for that to happen. Mm. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Zeno. This was a great experience. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. I had a, a great time. Thank you for everybody who's listening. And if you do enjoy this, you want me back again, just please, please let, them, let me know and make sure you put a five star on this because you got to understand when you rate these podcasts and interviews, this, is, this allows other people to have more exposure to it. And also, it's a great way of saying thank you. And what I do appreciate to you, man, is that you know, 10 years from now, 10 years after this interview, Someone may pick this interview up and it might be the very absolute thing they needed to hear in that moment of their life to change their life. Mm. So I just want to implore you and, and acknowledge you and appreciate you that, you know, this is just, this interview is just not a one-time impact. You know, it's there forever, forever. And like I said, I can't wait. So if you listen to this 10 years from now and you're like, <laughs> this is exactly what you needed, dude, we appreciate you too. All right, everybody. What a great conversation with Dr. Zeno. I hope you enjoyed that. I did want to hop on at this point in time to talk a little bit about some stuff I have going on on my end and how that can help you. So I just actually released a free workbook. It's called Hack Your Habits. And I believe it's like 10 or 11 pages. And it's me talking about really how you can develop the mindset needed to build successful habits. I know a lot of people want to change. A lot of people are even willing to put in the work, but they find that consistently they're not able to follow through. So I developed this workbook to really help people start to understand more of what the process of developing that mindset looks like. And that is available for free at earlyrisersmovement.com slash mindset. Or I can actually just throw that in the show notes for anyone looking for that information. So make sure you check that out. Also, as a reminder, if you could subscribe to the show on iTunes, if you could rate it, review it, that would mean the world to me. The higher this podcast gets ranked, the more awesome guests I can bring for you. So with that being said, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. I hope you keep killing it as always, and I'll talk to you next time. 